Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Why not turn to a guy in the know, especially a guy with a podcast right now that's uh, super, if you want to listen to former Browns, Talking, it's the In the Dog Pound podcast, raw and unfiltered football talk. He is a friend of the show. He's Eric Metcalf, and right now he's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Doing good. well, Eric. Thanks for joining us, man. How's the podcast great, going? Man. You guys killing each other yet or not? You got some good characters on that thing. I, I, I think if we were uh, if we were in person, we might. <laughs> because, because we're on Zoom, we're not we go back and forth, and, and we and we have fun, and that's what we like about it. We get to talk about old times as, as players, and and then get to talk about what's going on with the Browns now. Yeah, we're always excited I, when we have you guys on on Fridays, just to kind of talk about the what's going on with the Browns, but also to hear what's going on with your podcast as well. All right, first, let's start with Deshaun Watson and your thoughts of uh, what he was, you know, able to accomplish last week, and what maybe we can hope for this week against the Bengals. Well, you know, every, everybody should, uh, expected him to be rusty after not playing for 700 days. And so looking looking at that game going into it, I thought the best thing for him was for uh, Stefanski to protect him. And I don't mean protect him as far as the line and, and how they block. I mean as far as running the ball and, and, and not trying to be cute and do, and do anything and, and just nice, easy passes because he was going to be booed. It's going to be an environment like he had never been in before. And so, you know, I think we did a pretty good job of, of that. Um, we didn't score any points, and, and he was he was rusty, and, I, and probably nerves got to him. People can't account for that, right? And so he didn't play as well as we would have hoped, but we knew that it was going to be like that. And I, and I look forward to him getting better because now it's an environment – it's a regular football environment. It's not going to be booed just because he left the team. It's going to be booed because you're on the other team now. And so he can just go out there and play football and, and have a game under him with, with game speed. In that game against the Texans, the Browns rushed 38 times and then threw the ball 22 times. Do you think that dynamic is a recipe for success with Deshaun Watson in there? I do. I mean – when I when you think about Deshaun Watson, when he was at his peak before everything happened, he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Of course, throwing the ball, he led the league one of the years at 4,800 4, yards. And but but when you look at how the Cleveland Browns are built, I truly believe that we are a run team first, no matter who the quarterback is. Just with Deshaun as the quarterback, when he's uh, back into top form. There, you can call every play in the playbook because there's not a throw that he can't make. So that allows you to do more things in the passing game, but I don't think you have to because not only can he throw the ball well when he's in top form, but he can run. So that, that makes it a lot easier for the, the run game. 
Eric, I, I'm going to come back to Deshaun here in a second. I just want to ask you this because this is something I thought about before when I knew we were going to talk to you today. So Donovan Peoples-Jones looked pretty good at, at punt return last week. Obviously, you were amazing at it when you played here. Can you can you talk about our punt return game, how important it is on special teams, even kickoff return too, but just how important that is and what a spark that was last week and how that position's changed since you've played, if it, if it has at all. You tell me. Well, it's, it's changed I mean, a lot of the rules when we're talking about kickoff, especially the, the rules have changed, so it takes away from it. But I think – I think it's changed a lot in the way coaches perceive it. You know, they, it's because of analytics and everything that goes in football right now, people, coaches are more uh, worried about possessing the ball as opposed to getting a good return and, and getting first downs for your, for your offense and shortening the field. I mean, if you have a dynamic guy back there like a Jakeem Grant, coaches probably will try to set up more returns. But these days, they just try to make sure they punt the ball and that you possess it at the other end. I think uh, with, with Donovan Peoples-Jones back there, the last two weeks ha- have been great. So it might be trending in the way we're, we're trying to create first downs with the punt return because two weeks ago, he had a 29-yard return this past game. Obviously, he had a, had a touchdown and even had another one that, that was pretty good that that got a couple first downs for the offense. So I think if, if coaches look at it like that, um, then it, it makes it easier to start uh, trying to scheme for big plays. And, and, and the way we've done it in the last couple of weeks, I think we're turning out. Okay, so to the special teams point with Donovan Peoples-Jones and his ability to start, and, and even Jerome Ford on kickoffs, who's now starting to get positive yards and that stuff, is it common with special teams where later on in the season it starts to pick up and it starts to get better and better from where it was in the beginning of the season? Is that a common thing, or is it usually a hit-the-ground running? It, it, is, it is a common thing. I mean, of course, when you, when you through the course of the season, you want every phase of, of your game to be clicking and you're trying to be good at, at all three phases. But, at, but when you start getting in a playoff run in December, you need things that are going to shorten the field. You need things that are going to uh, lengthen the field if we're talking about punting. You know, so that that's when it really starts to kick in. I know um, when I played in Atlanta, um, I didn't return until the end of the year. That's when they put me. I was a punt returner, but I never returned kicks until the end of the year because that's when it was money time. And so they figured we're going to put one of our best players back there to make plays. And so I, I think that's what a lot of teams do. I mean, we have we have guys who can go back there and return. And, and like I said. I like what we're doing with uh, DPJ, and, and, and hopefully we get better, and it helps us like even this week. Uh, Eric, what do you think this team is right now as far as just growing throughout the season, and not even on offense, just the way the defense is played? I mean, we just touched on special teams, but I think the defense is playing better every week, and last week was one of those weeks where, hey, the offense isn't going to get this done. We need to get this done, and they did. Yes, and I'm glad that you said that because all year I've been arguing with people about the defensive play, and they're talking about we need to fire Joe Woods and the defense isn't doing anything. But weren't we saying the same thing last year when they ended up being a top-five defense? Yes. It, it takes time, it's when you, especially when you have injuries, new schemes and new people. It takes time, and, and these guys have figured out, thank goodness, because the offense hasn't scored many points in the last couple of weeks, right? So thank goodness they've given us a chance to win. So I like how the defense is trending. I like that they're getting better. I like that they're shutting teams down, and, and hopefully we can do it this week against the, uh, the Bengals. 
Eric Metcalf, of course, you can listen to him on the In the Dog Pound podcast, raw and unfiltered football talk with him, Hanford Dixon, Leroy Hort, Frank Stams, and um, Mike Tomzak as well on there with, with you guys, just completely talking ball and all that stuff. It's a great listen to Eric and, and have been really enjoying it. When you played, like right now it seems like Kevin Stefanski and the Browns and Joe Woods have the Bengals' number. They've got Zach Taylor's number. Did you have a team like that when you played – who was it, and what's that like when you go against them? Well, you know, I, I think, I think for me it was because of our division, the Oilers, Steelers, and and Bengals at the time. We, I felt like we had someone's number, but we didn't always win games, and that and that was like the Oilers for me because I I felt like I always had good games against them. But you know, it's 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 a different feeling, and 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 it's a feeling where it it could almost be a hindrance because you just expect that you're going to beat them. And then sometimes you don't work as hard. You don't study film as hard. You just go out there and go through the motions where that other team is coming out there and, and going to punch you in your mouth because they're tired of losing to you. And that's, and I'm hoping that doesn't happen moving uh, forward this week because we've, we've beaten the, the Bengals a, a lot lately. And so, and, and it's one of those things where, where we're talking about how we beat them. I think it's like boxing where styles make fights, right? What we do well, run the ball, and 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 rush the passer. They don't. They haven't been able to stop against us, and so that's why our style fits their style, and that's why we've been able to beat them. And other teams haven't been able to do so. Um, hopefully, we can do that this weekend. Hopefully, we get that same aggression on defense. Hopefully, we can run the ball and, and keep keep that high-powered offense off the field because they're they're trending up for sure. They're playing good football, so I'm I'm hoping that uh, everything works out. Trying to think of why you had such great success it was probably because you were a pretty big track star and running at the Astrodome was like running on concrete, right? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It was, it was a fast track for sure, and I, and I loved it. You know, and, until you fall on it, of course. Oh man, I just like I, I think about that turf there, and all I can think about are like the guys now that wear those those big white like band aids on their arms because they don't want to get you know crushed by that. That turf that turf was really bad, wasn't it, Eric? It, it really was, and I mean, and and it, and it was so hard and and. And it would scrape all your skin off if you you rubbed on it the wrong way, and so it, it was a, it was a tough surface. But if you don't get hit, you're fine. If you can, if you can just run fast, you, you'll feel good about it. And, and that's why I tried not to get hit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to ask you, Eric, since you guys were talking, you know, Astrodome, AstroTurf, and grass, and all of that kind of stuff. What do you make out of J.C. Treader basically saying our goal in the offseason is to get rid of all of this turf and start getting real grass in all these stadiums? Does that make a difference for a guy? It, it does make a difference. I mean, I, I, I don't know the numbers as far as does it uh, help with injuries or not, but I do know if you're, if you're in Cleveland in December and you're playing on natural grass, a guy like me doesn't really feel good about it because it's going to be muddy, it's going to be icy, it's going to be uh, soaking wet at times. And so it, it takes away from the speed where somebody on defense might like that playing against a, a person like me. So for me, I, I'd rather I'd, if I, I'd rather stay with the turf or anything that would make me faster. But I can understand where guys would want to be on, on natural grass full time. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we saw last night with Baker Mayfield. I, there are two things here. One, you know, it's Baker Mayfield and what was he able to do. But I, I, Eric, I, the other question I have is, is do we overcoach? I mean, this guy was able to do this in 24, 48 hours on a real simple game plan and figure out how to win a game at the end. And I wonder sometimes, do players get overcoached? Do offensives 
uh, are they too complicated sometimes when you see a guy come in and play for one team at the beginning of the week and then play for another team at the end of the week? I don't care what the name is on the back of the jersey. It just makes me think, huh, I wonder how many quarterbacks can could just switch teams in a week and be able to win with another team. I, I, I'm 100% positive we overcoach sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, it's a – it's about the players. And, you know, and, and when you talk about that, you think of analytics and all that floating around in the NFL. And, of course, you need numbers when you're watching film. You need to know what they're, they're game planning, whether it be offense or defense, and, and the numbers based on down and distance. But when it's all said and done, players make plays. Plays don't make players, right? And right. So, I, I, so I like the fact that, Baker was able to come out there and do that because that just shows people that if you if you if you have it have the skills you can go out there and make uh, plays regardless of the play call. I had a coach back in the day who told me we can call the complete wrong play versus defense, but if everybody does what they're supposed to do, we should be able to get something positive. And I and I believe that, and that's because we're we're better than them, right? And so that's and so I understand that a player can go out there and and within a couple of days. In fact, I did it playing for the for the Redskins. I went to the Redskins on a on a Wednesday and returned to punt uh, for a touchdown on Sunday. It's awesome. It's such a and great so, story. And and so people can do it. And I think we think about the plays and the systems and the schemes too much instead of just letting our players and our dudes go be the dudes. Love it. Are you in town? Are you coming back for the Ravens or Saints game? You're going to come back. I'm coming for both of those. Of course. Yes. Okay. Well, cool. Maybe I'll catch up with you before the game. Hopefully I'll see you before the game. Eric, we always appreciate your time and I hope the, the podcast is doing great in the dog pound podcast, raw and unfiltered football talk. Eric is one of the hosts of that show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me. Love talking to you. Eric Medcalf was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I loved watching him play, man. He was one of my favorite players to watch. He was he was so much fun. So much fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 